Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hi y'all, Carrie D here, and welcome back to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Do you know what the definition of insanity is? I know you know it. Albert Einstein clearly spells it out for us. He says that insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Now by this definition, then you can declare me clinically insane. You can cart me off in a white straitjacket, and I am one of the ones who is currently flying over the cuckoo's nest. Now, a usual day or week for my husband and my adult kids is watching me beat my head against the wall while I cry out, why? I don't get it. I don't understand why this isn't working. And much to their credit, they patiently smile at me each and every time with, mom, honey, why are you so surprised? Why did you expect different results this time? Now, it's hard to admit, but as wives, daughters, moms, friends, and home educators, we tend to do the same things over and over again while expecting different results. Somehow we think that this time it will be different. This time it will be better. This time it will work. Y'all, we do this in our relationship with our husbands. Maybe it's the way we speak to them, or maybe it's the unrealistic expectations we place on them, or those expectations we have for them that we kind of neglected to even tell them about. We do this with our parenting. Maybe we use the same discipline method, expecting a change of attitude or a change of heart, or maybe it's our unrealistic expectations for our own kids. And we definitely do this in our homeschooling. We keep using a certain curriculum that doesn't work, or we keep taking a class that causes stress, or we keep pushing skills on our kids that aren't, well, frankly, they aren't ready to master. Y'all, I could go on and on about how we as homeschooling moms do the same things over and over and over while we truly expect different and more positive results the next time. Now, one of my favorite stories comes from the Gospel of John, John chapter 21, and I love this story for many reasons. Now, in John 21, verses 1 through 6, Jesus appeared to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, and James and John, they had gone out uh, fishing, but that night they caught absolutely nothing. Then early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't really recognize him at first. Jesus called out to them from the shoreline, Hey friends, haven't you any fish? And they answered him, No. So then Jesus told him, Well, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. And when they did this, 
they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish they caught. I mean, what a simple and no-brainer command. Cast your net on the other side of the boat and you'll catch something. Hey guys, you aren't catching anything on the left side. You've been at it all night. Get a clue. Take the hint. It ain't working. Sorry, that's my Bible interpretation. (laughs) But obviously, Jesus was much nicer in his suggestions. All Jesus suggested was perhaps they try throwing their nets on the other side. Uh, duh. Okay, we might as well try that, they thought. Nothing else was working. And this simple act of obedience to do something different resulted in a huge blessing. And what was the blessing? They were unable to haul the net in because of all of the fish that they had caught. Now in motherhood and while homeschooling, I often found myself frustrated when the same discipline issue reared its ugly head or when the same learning struggles or homeschool challenges wreaked havoc in our home. But in moments of clarity, the Holy Spirit would help me realize that I was just doing the same things over and over and over again, and then I was so disappointed when the results didn't turn out differently. Now, when I pray about repeating challenges or issues that I have, the Lord always reminds me and gently chastises me to instead simply cast my nets on the other side. Carry, he says, do something different. Carry, do things my way for a change. Now, to be completely honest, usually this was the main issue with much of my fishing techniques. The areas I struggled with the most, whether it was discipline issues, learning issues, social issues, heart issues, or friend issues, whatever it was, I was usually getting no results or horrific results because I was handling the situation or the issue my way. God would have to remind me to seek his ways, to trust his ways, and to lean into his ways. Now, often I didn't understand God's ways. And even now, as my kids are adults, and I've been married for 28 years, and I've been teaching for over 35 years, there's a lot of times I just don't get God's ways. I know this, but in hindsight, when I'm able to look back on those issues and look back on those challenges and look back on those hard seasons, I can see that God's ways were far, far better than anything I could have ever done. My quote-unquote fishing techniques were more like Peter's. Let's do this my way, and let's do my way over and over and over again. When I would use Jesus's fishing techniques, and whatever that was that he commanded me to do, it always came with better and different results, and I and others were blessed because of it. Yet, you know, there are some seasons that the Lord would clearly command me to first mend my nets before casting them out on the other side. Many times I didn't realize just how many holes there were in my proverbial nets until it was too late. I mean, Peter could have been fishing for 24-7 for weeks at a time, but if there were holes in his nets, he wasn't going to catch much. And the same is true for you and for me. I can cast my nets on the other side as commanded, 
But if there are holes in my proverbial nets, nothing of value is going to be caught. But here's the important caveat. We can't mend our nets if the nets are still in the water. Sometimes God calls us to stop, to rest, and to mend the nets before we throw our nets back out again on a different side. And it's hard to be obedient when God commands us to stop, to rest, and to take time to do something different. More times than I want to admit, the Lord has shown me the holes in my nets. He's called me to do something different, to throw my nets over the other side, but to first take the time to inspect my nets and mend the holes before I do so. And these mending seasons, they can be so hard to accept at first. These mending seasons, as I call them, became known in our household as our Sabbath years, a year or a time period to stop, to rest, and to mend. There have been times our family has taken a homeschooling sabbatical. Now, for our family, whenever we took a Sabbath year or a sabbatical, that year or that season was usually a season of mending. Mending broken relationships, mending broken hearts, mending health issues, both physically and mentally, and mending learning issues. Now, I share some of our Sabbath year experiences in my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. So those of you who have read my book, you know about a few of them. Now, the year that my brother was diagnosed with stage four kidney cancer, we took an extended break from our formal lessons. It was a year of mending. Our family needed a sabbatical to mend broken hearts, to mend some broken relationships, to visit with family, to travel back and forth to New Orleans, to help my brother, to love on my brother, to help my sister-in-law, and then eventually to mourn his passing. It was a season of much-needed mending. You see, I didn't take a sabbatical or an extended time when my mom passed away. She passed away literally days before our second annual homeschool mom event. But I didn't want to cancel it. I pushed through the talks, I held it together, and then that night I boarded a plane when the conference was over. I went back home to New Orleans, planned and attended the services with my brother and my family, and then came back to California to business as usual. Now in hindsight, I realize now that my kids didn't have time to mend their hearts after my mom unexpectedly passed away. There was a huge hole in our net, and when my brother was diagnosed with cancer and then later lost his battle with cancer, those holes became very evident. They were there all along, but I either subconsciously ignored them, or y'all, I was just too busy trying to keep things, you know, normal, whatever that means for the kids, that I didn't see the holes. One year, we took a sabbatical or a Sabbath year as I healed physically <laughs> from a very hard pregnancy and birth. And then when my son was born, he was diagnosed with some pretty serious heart issues. We were in the ER a few times for extreme asthma attacks and respiratory issues, and we had tons of doctor appointments to figure out why he was having these seizure-like episodes. Needless to say, we all needed time to heal. That Sabbath year, that year of rest, was used to mend our mental and physical health. And if you heard me speak at conferences about Sabbath schooling, 
You've heard in detail about the sabbatical year that Joe and I took from formal lessons. It was a year to mend learning issues and heart issues. Now, oftentimes, a season of rest or a Sabbath year is needed to mend relationships. It's a season of reconciliation. It's a season of restoration. Now, later in John 21, after Peter and his disciples hauled in a massive catch of fish, Jesus later shared a meal with his friends and proceeded to mend Peter's heart and Peter's relationship with himself. On the beach that day, it was a time of reconciliation, forgiveness, and restoration for Peter. Perhaps relationships in your family need to be mended. Now, a friend of mine watched her relationship with her daughter slowly deteriorate, little by little, day by day, month by month. It was getting close to the point of no return. Words were spoken that were hard to take back, and actions were taken that could not be undone. Their relationship was at a breaking point. And my friend clearly heard the Lord calling her home to homeschool. At first, my friend ignored these whispers from the Holy Spirit because her daughter was in high school. She was thinking, how would she graduate? And what about her friends? And how in the world are we going to spend so much time together homeschooling when we have just a hard time being together in the car? But the Lord clearly said to her, bring her home. Well, her daughter was not thrilled at the idea. (laughs) My friend was scared she would ruin her daughter's future, and her daughter was furious that she was, quote-unquote, stuck at home without her friends. But my friend began the process of de-schooling. They spent the first few weeks feeling a bit awkward as they tried to learn again how to talk to each other. The daughter now had tons of free time on her hand, which at first made her quite mad about not being in school. But then, slowly she began to appreciate the extra sleep, and the extra time to do gymnastics, and the extra time to read, and the extra time to spend with her friends on the weekends because she didn't have all of this homework to do. Now, my friend started doing morning devotions with her daughter, and they joined a small mom-daughter Bible study group with a few of their new homeschooling friends. And that's all she did the first few weeks as far as school went. They read God's Word together. They discussed God's word together, and they prayed together. Then they started going to the local coffee shop once a week for breakfast and to meet her daughter's math tutor. These breakfast coffee dates slowly got longer and less tense as her daughter began opening up about what she was feeling and the things she worried about. My friend then started taking impromptu trips to the beach with her daughter, to musicals, to plays, and to thrift together. They joined our homeschool group and started going on field trips, even the super silly ones like the Sriracha Hot Sauce Factory. And after a few months, as the tensions between them started to subside, she then brainstormed with her daughter all the things she wanted to learn before graduating, and in particular, what she wanted to do and learn to finish out her current school year. After some compromising, a plan was put into place, Classes were found, clubs were joined, driver's license were issued, and volunteer work at a local community center began. The Bible studies continued, some really great read-aloud times started, and the smiles began to return. Eventually, my friend's daughter embraced the homeschooling high school lifestyle and decided to continue homeschooling all the way through graduation, which, by the way, she was able to graduate even earlier because she was homeschooled. I must say, her graduation speech 
was one of the most moving I have ever heard. So you see, if you or your child is dealing with a broken relationship, then mending your nets can be a year of reconciliation and restoration. If you and your family are healing from sickness or a death in the family, then mending your nets might be a year of healing. And if your family or a particular child needs a complete change of scenery or a change of pace, then mending your nets might be a year to reset and refocus. If you're in a Sabbath season of rest, trust God's call to mend your nets and trust that you will reap great rewards when he commands you to finally throw the nets back out on the other side. Mamas, it's okay to stop. It's okay to rest. It's more than okay to take time to find the hole in your nets and to take whatever time is needed to mend them. So on that note, God is calling me to mend a few nets right now. So I'm going to take a little break. Next week, I will not be dropping a new episode. Now, if you feel God is calling you to stop, rest, and mend a few nets, I have several past episodes that you can listen to next week on taking Sabbath weeks off or taking a Sabbath year. I pray you have a chance to listen to them and that they will bless you. And Holy Week and Easter are just around the corner too. Since I won't be dropping a new episode next week, I hope you'll take some time to listen to past Coffee with Carrie Homeschool podcast episodes about celebrating Lent and celebrating Holy Week and celebrating Easter. The Lord does call us to take time to remember His past faithfulness by celebrating solemn weeks like Holy Week and by celebrating holy days like Easter. I pray you will be blessed by these past Easter episodes and that you will take some time to stop, rest, and celebrate as we remember Jesus' sacrifice for us. So remember, moms, it's more than okay to take time to find the holes in your nets and to take whatever time is needed to mend them before you throw them on the other side. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschooling and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. You can purchase it at Amazon or at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you heard something you like or something new, then share a podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a mom friend who is going crazy doing the same things over and over again. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast and then take a little time to leave a review today. This is the best way to help other moms find our podcast and be encouraged too. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing my podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, homeschooling consulting services, podcast, and book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you in a few weeks.